I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And with us now, we've got producer and sound guy and Dr. Joe. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Always a pleasure. It's a streamlined team tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's yeah, tightening yeah. up. Yeah. This is going to be tight. Tight. That's tight. right. We're friends who love good beer and telling stories, so it, we turned it into a podcast. Yeah, and I would say at this point right now, we are a podcast that is anxiously awaiting uh, summer vacation. It's close. I sure. can taste it. <laughs> it's in the air. It is in the air. I uh, cleaned out the pub shed, sanded yeah. down the wood, and the keg lines are clean. I started putting the tap oh, handles up. Nice. I actually got, got new cap lines in on the thing. I just uh, kegged the two beers. Uh, so I should have a keg for you this weekend. Oh, I'm so excited. So good. Yeah. Teachers by day, beer drinkers by night, for now. For now, yeah. Lucky enough to live in North County, San Diego, California. Beer Mecca within a beer Mecca. Please pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, and join us. Hey, doctor coming to you from my bidet. And I was thinking... I'd really like a nice cold beer. So can you all buy me a beer, please? Not a coffee. Go to ilikebeerthepodcast.com, click on buy me a coffee, and buy me a beer. And sign up for a membership. You get premium content, whiskey wisdom with Father Joe, and we've got a few other things lined up. That's buy me a coffee. Just click on the link on the website. Yeah, and make sure to pick up some ILB swag at our online store. Uh, links to both Buy Me a Coffee and ILB store are on our website's homepage at ilikebeerthepodcast.com. And don't forget to find and follow us on social media at I Like Beer the Podcast on Instagram and I Like Beer the Po one and I Like Beer the Ta one on Twitter. We have, uh, we have a, a chink in the works here. No beer. <laughs> yeah, we don't oh, have we any do. beer. Yeah. But that's yes. But that's all right because yeah. we have beer will be beer's coming consumed in this podcast. And we just consumed some beer prior to this, so yeah. that maybe is why too. Yeah. Well, in that case, with a water glass in hand, it's time for toast, roast, and pour one out. Weird feeling not having a glass during that part. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we got some toasts. Uh, where is Toast North County? Yeah. And that will make more sense soon. But we even had someone say back to us that that North County is a beer mecca within a beer mecca. I met uh, Mike Zane uh, in Zane Brewing. will be opening up where Wavelink used to be in downtown Vista. And he said, you know, we kind of live within a beer mecca within a beer mecca. And I said, before we said, that's our tagline. <laughs> so got to be with him and, and more about that to come. Uh, that should be coming this summer, but there's a whole bunch of great stuff coming up this summer that we're going to toast and, and we'll get to it. Yeah. This Went is going to be the place to be this summer. I agree. hundred percent. So let, let's just leave that for toast. Summer's okay. on the horizon. Yeah. I'm going to throw one in though real quick because I don't know where timeline, I don't know when this is releasing and I and I got, I didn't get it in the last time, but I recently went to Denver and uh, I'm going to give a big toast to Denver and just encourage people. If you go to Denver, what a great brewery scene. Um, and uh, I only actually really, from a brewery standpoint, was in the what they call the Rhino District, which is like their art district. And within a walking, I went to like five breweries and I, and I got to go to Epic Brewing, which we've had uh, Dave Cole, one of the owners, on before. 
he connected me with Nate Levi, who was their regional sales manager. And uh, he took us on a tour of it. It was really awesome. Got to see all of the uh, oak barrels where they're aging the Big Bad Baptists. And he actually broke out uh, a bottle of the Big Bad Baptist Reserve and let us have some, which was going to be launching that next weekend. Honestly, one of the best beers I think I've ever had. So toast to him. I just want to get that in here because... It 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 is timely. It's not timely, but it is somewhat timely. So I, I just want to say I appreciate that. It's I appreciate that. Your calendar. Yeah, I, want to, I appreciate right. that. But if you that get a works. chance to go to Denver, oh my gosh, what a cool town! All right, toast Denver. Go go check out Denver. Then yeah. hurry back because you want to be yeah. in North County this yeah. summer. Yeah. You got a roast? I do have a roast. I I saw this one. I it was. Uh, I didn't know whether to to. to do a roast or pour it out for love, but I feel like I've kind of You've poured you know, out love. A I've lot. hammered love a lot. So, anyways, there's this gentleman, T- Tony Garnett. I don't know if you guys know him, but he's a 29 year old guy from England. Uh, he applied to be part of their uh, government's refugee uh, program, uh, you know, to take uh, in a, a refugee from the Ukraine. And I guess he got real impatient with that because it was taking so long. So then he joins a Facebook group. Uh, where Ukrainians were looking for sponsors. And, you know, he browses through there and he finds a 22-year-old Sophia, whatever her last name, I can't even pronounce it, uh, and invited her over to uh, be a refugee and, and with this family. And uh, she she arrives in the UK in early May and live with Tony, his wife of 10 years, Lorna, and their three and six-year-old daughters. And uh, within uh, 10 days of her arrival, Tony uh, ditches Lorna and the kids and and uh, the new couple move in with Tony's parents. So he gets this refugee that he finds on the Internet, dumps his wife and kids and, and, and is there. Um, yeah. So he says he says, you know, hey, they just clicked. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Okay. So um, and, and then it was very interesting because the wife, the wife basically thought it was all fine and innocent. And then somebody said, hey, I think I saw them uh, talking intimately outside. And so she was like, he, you know, Sophia has to go. And the husband's like, well, if she gets going, I'm going wow, too." yeah. So what a jackass. <laughs> That's a good roast. Yeah, there you go. So. Nice. Just roast the jackass, though. Yeah, right? what yeah, a jackass. Yeah. Oh, man, what an idiot. Uh, that's that's a rough one. Yeah. What about poor? Yeah, well, and then poor one, I just, I'm pouring one out for the, uh, what's the concept? Turn the other cheek. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's so, good. and I, I, I mean, I actually, this is, it'll be very interesting because the timeliness of this one. But, you know, I, obviously there's been a lot of really sad news lately with, you uh, with mass shootings continuing to be something that is plaguing us. And it just, it is, it's, it's sad and devastating and everything else. Um, You know, and you see the responses to that. And so this one, like like I said, from a timely standpoint, is probably not there, but uh, this kind of goes back to one of the previous mass shootings that happened at church. And basically churches now are encouraging their members to bring firearms to Sunday services. Mm. Um, And in fact, in Florida, they have the church carry bill. Uh, which allows concealed permit holders to carry a weapon in church. And so I just saw that and I thought, well, I don't know if that's the solution. Um, you know, it's it's just like this one, the most recent one. It's like, well, we should be arming teachers. And I'm, you know, I'm a teacher and that's not the solution. No, <laughs> You don't want one in my hands because I'm going <laughs> to drop it and run. <laughs> we're not really. Yeah, we're the, not. That's, that's not, not why we where we're doing it so anyways our wiring yeah so i i don't know i i I think the the the, it's it's so tragic and so sad and i don't want to you know i know that's really not our intent here um i guess what i would just it would be nice if we could just have the conversation i guess on any part have a conversation about what what would really help us in in these situations but it is interesting that one of the immediate comebacks to any of this and instead dealing with the grief or the pain or or root problems and one of the solutions is how can we sell more guns right yeah <laughs> you know and, I, and like i said i don't i don't I, I don't on any side either side politicizing it is not i don't think that's 
necessarily appropriate, but I guess, you know, you deal with it and how you deal with it. But I, I just think it's so funny that you can't have the conversation. If you, anybody trying to attempt the conversation immediately gets shut down. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, how are we ever going to move forward if we can't have the conversation? So, and you can add that to to a whole litany of things, It's basically everything where we are. So without bringing us too far down on that, I just, that, that was something I, you know, I was thinking about on the way over here. And then I was looking at it, I go, oh, I I don't know if this is the most timely one, because obviously we just had the more tragic, you know, even more tragic in terms of the, 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 the elementary school shooting and it's just mm. it's just really sad it's heavy a beer summit would help just i think not necessarily for the shooting issue in america but for getting sides to talk yeah, yeah. that probably eat good yeah. food go drink some good yeah. beer yeah. And, and learn how to talk to each other yeah. and listen to each other again yeah hey look at us solving the country's good problems, problems. Yeah. one beer at a time well a little faster than that <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen this has been toast roast and pour one out Hey everyone, the Roast West Coast Coffee Podcast is back for Season 4. Coffee, entrepreneurship, and coffee education. Listen to the show on your favorite podcast platform or subscribe to the newsletter at roastwestcoast.com and we'll send it to you every time a new episode drops. Be sure to drink good coffee and don't forget to subscribe at roastwestcoast.com. It was nice seeing Ryan at the book club yeah, the other night. He, he kind of swooped in and yeah. made us, his appearance. Sounds yeah, like we'll have a new Glarus delivery it, at the it end of summer. It could happen. I'm excited. Actually, it sounds like he's got a pretty exciting trip going on. So I'm sure he's talking about it on his show. We'll let him do that on his show. There you go. Uh, back to North County. Coming up real soon is our 80s night prom with yeah. at Epic. This is Dalen from Epic Brewing. Uh, inviting you guys all out to come to 80s prom night. Uh, We are throwing a huge 80s prom to celebrate the beer industry on June 3rd to Friday night from 6 to 10 p.m. It is going to be benefiting the San Diego Food Bank, and we will be offering dancing, beer, gift bags, a really great atmosphere, and obviously we expect everybody to dress their best in their 80s threads. Um, You can get your $59 ticket online at Eventbrite. So while you were at... Off in Denver having your adventure, Joe and I were in the office working. Right. Appreciate it. But luck was on our side. Yeah, no, it was it was good work. <laughs> yeah, that's good work if you can get it. Yeah. Yeah. This was good work if you can get it. That's exactly <laughs> the right and you can get it if you try. Because <laughs> we got to meet the Roadhouse team. So Joe, there are definite benefits to living in North County, San Diego, what we call beer mecca within a beer mecca, and it's for a good reason. Right around the corner, on the other side of our parking lot, Best Pizza and Brew, Santa Fe Drive Vista. Roadhouse Brewing is here from Jackson Hole, Wyoming. We happen to be in the office in the studio talking, and Roadhouse is here. Yeah. How lucky are we? Yeah, just right next door. It's fantastic. And the rest of the guys don't know what they're doing, but they're not here working. They're not here, yeah. So here to tell us a little bit about Roadhouse Brewing and this exciting release and what in the world they're doing here in San Diego, head brewer Max Schaefer. Welcome, Max. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to, uh, to be here. And we have a little knowledge, and I mean little, of Roadhouse, because a listener sent us cans of Family Vacation Golden Ale and a can of Trout Whistle Pale Ale, probably a year and a half ago, two yeah. years ago. Both were fantastic, and that kind of got us got you on our roadmap. But but that's all we know. Yeah. What can you tell us about Roadhouse Brewing and the the brewing origin story? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Roadhouse Brewing Company, we started ten years ago. This year, so we're pretty excited about that. 
Um, we started kind of like most breweries do. We had some home brewing roots and wanted to take that to uh, the next level. So our co-founders um, are two gentlemen. Uh, one is Gavin Fine and the other is Colby Cox. Colby is the home brewer in this equation where Gavin is a restaurateur and has many restaurants uh, here in Jackson. And it, it all started in one of Gavin's restaurants 10 years ago. It was um, a barbecue place um, called the Q Roadhouse. Um, and there was an old billiards room in the Q Roadhouse. And Colby was home brewing a lot and was winning a lot of homebrew medals. And the guy he was brewing with at the time kept pushing him and was like, you know, I want to start a brewery. Um, we should start a brewery. Let's do this. Let's do this. So Gavin and Colby came together and were, were introduced uh, through mutual friends. And, and Ga uh, Colby said to Gavin, you know, like, I think we should put a brewery in that billiards room. It doesn't get much use. Um, and as a patron at the time of, of the Q Roadhouse, um, you know, if you wanted to go play pool, there was usually a ball missing or maybe there was <laughs> you know, a pool stick around. Yeah. So it, it definitely seemed to be better use of the space. Um, so we installed um, a little seven barrel kit into uh, that uh, in that space, we put a couple seven barrel fermenters to start, and we started brewing beer for for consumption on site at the Q Roadhouse. Uh, and then quickly we started brewing a little bit larger batches so we could distribute them to our core restaurant group, um, and installed a 14 barrel tank, a 21 barrel tank, and started going and going. Um, and then in 2017, we commissioned our new production facility which is a 30 barrel brew house um got about a thousand barrels of fermentation capacity and, and thirty thousand barrels uh, is our, what we could do out of that facility um so it's a nice big uh you know definitely went from the small seven barrel up to the the 30 barrel brew house um that's where i came uh on board i was um uh, the, the brewmaster at another brewery here locally in the tetons um and the roadhouse team approached me and, and shared with me their vision um, and so we, we went to work and I was tasked with scaling up the recipes that we were brewing on our seven barrel system, one of which was family vacation. Um, nice. and so tasked on making those seven barrel batches into larger 30 barrel, uh, you know, 50, 90, 120 barrel batches of these beers, um, for, uh, at the time we were actually bottling right when we opened up and, and quickly switched over to cans. Um, and then we decommissioned the original brewery, the seven barrel brew house. Um, so we decommissioned that and closed that restaurant. Uh, cause we had this wonderful opportunity to take over um, a space right on the town square in Jackson. Um, so for those of those folks who have been to Jackson and have probably seen or taken a photo under the big elk antler arches right there in downtown Jackson, our brew pub looks right over those um, town square and those elk antler arches. And um, we've got a, I think it's about a 250 seat restaurant, very food and beer focused. And we also installed um, a little pilot system in there. So we've got eight five barrel fermenters, um, and I actually designed it to be a 10 barrel brew house so we can split work streams and ferment things differently, you know, if we're messing with the recipe to take over to the production facility, um, or just to brew a five barrel batch of whatever we want. So we collaborate with our chefs. Um, we let anyone on our roadhouse team brew in there. Um, and so that's kind of a little bit of the, the background story of roadhouse. Um, and right that's now great. we're distributed in, I think six states or so, mainly focusing on the Intermountain West. Um, so Utah and Montana, Idaho, Wyoming, Colorado, uh, and then of course in Southern California. Yeah, that's what my next question was. So how does? Wow, what a fast journey though. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, what a build out so quickly. But how do you end up in San Diego? What what's Roadhouse doing? In, and I don't mean that. In <laughs> yeah, a, it's not calling yeah, you out. <laughs> I'm not calling you out. I'm excited you're here. Uh, what's Roadhouse doing in San Diego? 
Yeah. Um, you know, so Colby um, loves San Diego. And, and when we were, you know, after we got the initial production recipes dialed in and we, we, you know, we were focused on our cores, we knew it was time to release some new products. Um, Colby loves Southern California, spends a lot of time in San Diego um, and would come back with just cases of beer from, you know, any of the, the hundreds of breweries yeah. uh, in San Diego County. And we'd, we'd sit there and we'd try them and, um, you know, definitely similar brewing style, the affinity for hops, um, all that game. Um, so we started trying a bunch of those San Diego beers. We developed some beers that we, you know, we really took inspiration from, um, from some of those San Diego brewers and, and of course other brewers around the country. Um, and then we just kind of realized, you know, San Diego, while there's not the mountains that we have in the Tetons, there's definitely a similar lifestyle um, that, you know, get outside, um, enjoy, you know, the environment you, you live in. Um, we feel the quality of our beer and, and the passion we have behind it stands up to any of those great beer meccas, as, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. San Diego being one of them. Um, so we wanted to, to dabble in the market and see how Roadhouse Beer would stand up to uh, some of the greats. Nice. I'm excited to try some. Excited to be able to find them and not wait for listeners to send them in. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, Max, here's a question we like to ask our guests as a way to get to know you and your journey in craft beer. Do you remember your first wow beer, the first beer you had that opened your eyes up or I guess your taste buds up to beer can taste like this? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I, I have a couple. Um, you know, one um, is definitely Sierra Nevada Pale Ale for me. Um, it was a beer my dad drank, still drinks, a beer I still love and drink. Um, but I remember, you know, as a kid, I, I grew up in Chicago. Um, so at the time, you you could actually legally drink in Wisconsin if you were 18 years old, if your parents were there. And so I remember trying some <laughs> Wisconsin beers, and, and we'd go up to Wisconsin, you know, right when I was about 18, and, um, you know, try, you know, obviously, New Glarus and, and some of those other breweries that are pumping out some really great beer in Wisconsin. I remember trying some of those, um, but I'd always, you know, drank, you know, yellow beer, PBR and, you know, high school parties and mm -hmm. whatnot, college parties and just drinking kind of, um, you know, your, your large yellow beers. So I remember, the, you know, drinking a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale for the first time. That really opened up my eyes to like, wow, this is definitely different than anything, you know, I've been drinking you know, legally or, or questionably, you know, <laughs> yeah. as, as all of us do, um, yeah. and, and dabble in the beer world. Um, you know, so that was one, but I, I distinctly remember um, I went to school in the Northeast. I went to school in way up, uh, way upstate New York, and uh, I was a big climber through college, and we would go into Vermont and New Hampshire to climb on the weekends, and my college roommate at the time, uh, his sister was studying um was in medical school at the university of vermont and we would stop at her place on friday nights after driving and and she was like you guys gotta try these beers like you should see what these vermont brewers are doing and i distinctly remember the first time i had a heady topper hmm. and um we would we drank a heady topper and i was like you know before you know juicy hazy new england ipas were like what they are today mm -hmm. and i remember drinking this beer and was like what is this you know like <laughs> this is like nothing like i've ever really tasted or tried um and you know from there we, we would certainly make stops and pick up heady topper and start drinking some of those other uh, new england style ipas or you know at the time i guess they were just ipas that, that style really hadn't emerged you know and this was in 2010 you know, 2009 range. Um, and so that was pretty cool. I remember trying those and um, I, you know, like all brewers, I was a home brewer and 
Um, absolutely loved brewing for the science and my science background. Um, and I also love to cook. So I remember trying Hetty Topper and Sierra Pale and, you know, other great breweries that regionally were producing beers and trying to homebrew those and, and see what it was all about. Cause I was so intrigued by, wow, you could do this in a beer. Like, this is unbelievable. Like, right. what is this? So, um, I, I would great. say those, those are two moments where I had like a wow factor. We've been lucky enough to have a Hetty Topper sent to us too. We have. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't yeah. it? So, one might think they'd be wrong, but they might think that a Wyoming brewery might be a little pigeonholed in certain styles like you're just talking about in your early days. That is not the case with Roadhouse. I spent a little time on your website today. I was just so excited to meet you. Your beer lineup is as diverse as our best breweries here in San Diego. What's the philosophy <laughs> behind the brewing and, and taking risks with styles? Yeah, we... Um... So we, we certainly, we, we drew the gamut for sure. Um, you know, a lot of things that we discuss as Roadhouse is we, we never really want to alienate anyone. We want to make sure that everyone can be a Roadhouse customer. Um, and so we, you know, that's why we started making our hard seltzer, for example. We wanted to tap into a market that we didn't tap with our beer. Um, so, you know, that's something we certainly do is we try and include everyone in, in our product. Um, you know, like I make a root beer, um, a non-alcoholic draft root beer at our brew pub in the summer um, for people who just don't want any alcohol at the time so we, we try and do all all these things um to include people in, into the roadhouse game so you know we it might it might look like it on our website we, we brew a fair bit of belgian beers um they don't make up a, a a large even significant component of our um portfolio but our, our roots and our love are definitely within belgian beers um, we brew some lovely saison um, we have two 45 barrel fooders um, that house various mixed culture beers. And then we've got a fleet of, you know, maybe a hundred or 150 single oak casks, whether they're bourbon or wine or tequila. So we, we have a deep love for the mixed culture um, and the fermentations and, and all that wild stuff that goes on in that program that we have. Um, we do produce a couple year round Belgian beers, which um, definitely stem from um, one of Colby's trips to Belgium. And just falling in love with the Belgian tradition and the Belgian craft um, and all the amazing, big, robust, unique flavors that can come from, from Belgian fermentations. Um, so we, we do produce some Belgian beers year round, um, but our bread and butter is certainly, you know, with hops. And we, we produce a lot of hoppy beers. Um, we're very passionate about our hops. Um, I'm, I'm on the, the Hop Research Council, which is the, the, the public breeding program. I'm a member of the Hop Quality Group, so I try and be involved in the hops world as much as I can because um, we, we care about those in our in our beers. Um, the Walrus is a, is a hazy double IPA that we produce um, that's just loaded with mosaic and Eldorado and a little bit of Amarillo. And um, it's, a, it's a beer that's, you know, did a, a pretty good volume for us over the past couple of years. And, you know, within the last probably 18 months or so, it's skyrocketing to be probably our number one seller uh, this year. Um, we do a really lovely Pilsner as well, you know, on the totally opposite end of the spectrum. We've got this mm -hmm. slightly fruited, <laughs> wicked heavy dry hop hazy IPA that we, you know, we're constantly tweaking with and messing with fermentations. And we're, how, how can we enhance the hops? How can we enhance the, the juiciness of this beer? Um, and then we, we get really passionate too about our, our year round Pilsner, which is called Highwayman, which we, you know, we, we run a German brew house. So we do a single decoction on it. Um, we, we select our hops very carefully for that beer. Um, you know, Saws and Tetnang and Spalter Select. It's very specific German hops. Um, and we just want to make, you know, a, a nice, light, easy 
beer geek pilsner, but at the same time, if someone sits down in our brew pub, they can get a burger and a highwayman and be totally content because they're not a beer geek. Um, it's definitely our brewer's beer versus, you know, any of our other big, crazy rotating hoppy series like the Mountain Jam series or, you know, as I mentioned to the Walrus. So um, we try and we try and mix it up and we do a little bit of draft offerings here and there. Um, you know, it's still we make an amber in the in the summer for a draft offering. It's, we still get so many people who do want an amber. Yeah, um, of course. Mexican yeah. lager. We, you know, we, we definitely stay, you know, we, we will brew those those core tried and true, you know, beer flavored beers. Um, but we definitely get a little funky and a little bit wild. I was looking at, how do you pronounce it? The, the Ode Bruin or Oud Bruin line? Yeah, the, the Ode Bruin. Yeah, Ode Bruin. Oh, my series. goodness. I wanted to load up the trailer and head straight out to Wyoming <laughs> just to bring back <laughs> crates of that. <laughs> That's right. What's going on with that line? Is that your? Are those your Belgians, your cask beers? Yeah. So the Vixen, um, the Vixen is a. We release that once a year or so. Um, very small quantities. Um, it's a very traditional Oud Bruin or you know Old Brown or Sour Brown or Flanders Brown inspired um, beer. It goes into a Portuguese red wine fooder, uh, which has I think close to thirty different cultures of Brett lacto and pdo in it um we kind of treat it like a solera so we leave uh, a little bit of the beer behind and, and we get these really beautiful rigorous fermentations from all the the culture that's living in it um it spends about a year in that fooder um, and then from there we barrel it down into various wine barrels where we do some fruiting um so the vixen is just the the straight up you know it's hops, barley, yeast, and water. Um, and then we've got one that we make uh, every year called the Vixen Mistress, which has just a ton of blackberries. And we that actually try and store it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really fun. And, and we, the first year we released it was maybe about three years. Yeah, maybe about three years ago now. Um, we just had people coming back for it over and over and over. Um, you know, and as a brewer, I'm a beer geek at heart too. And I love collecting, you know, annual releases of beers. Um, you know, whatever it might be and having those verticals in my, in my cellar. Um, so I, I realized that Dixon Mistress is one that people would really want to collect and, and, and compare year to year. Um, so to introduce like a little bit more variation to it, we, we try and source really fresh Pinot Noir um, or another, you know, kind of stone fruit heavy or very fruit forward uh, red wine barrel for them each year. So they go into a fresh red wine barrel with some fruit uh, and then they live in there for anywhere for another 10 to 14 months. Um, and so that, that Vixen takes us almost two years on average to make, um, uh, and it's a really, it's a really fun beer. Doesn't that sound good? You see it why I want to sound, load up the trailer? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we have a lot of listeners that plan their vacations around brewery visits and beer scenes. We started that. We did. Yeah. We did start that. Yeah. Uh, Wyoming has a lot to offer outside brewing. We know that, but what's the, the brewing scene like when we get there? Yeah, we, um, you know, for a state that's got maybe half a million people or so, um, you know, cows outnumber people 10 to 1 here in Wyoming. <laughs> and we've got, a, we've got a pretty hefty brewing scene for sure. Um, you definitely have to drive to find them, right? There's, there's a lot of open flat country in between each of the, the populous centers um, here in Wyoming. Um, but in, in Jackson itself, we've got, uh, there's, Roadhouse, there's Snake River Brewing, um, which is, you know, definitely OG Wyoming, one of the, I think actually they're probably the oldest brewery in Wyoming at this point. They're just down the street from us. Um, Melvin Brewing Company is here. Mm -hmm. There's another brew pub um, in town called Still West. Um, 
it's I mean it's a it's a hell of a little beer scene. We've got a winery, we've got a distillery, so we've even got more uh, beverage alcohol production going on in town. Um, and then Jackson, you know, it's on the most western side of Wyoming, um, and the natural border between the state of Idaho and the state of Wyoming is the Teton Range. Um, I actually myself live over in Victor, Idaho. It's only a, about a 40-minute drive, um, you know, pretty standard commute for people to go to work. Um, but over in Victor, you know, there's another – there's Grand Teton Brewing. There's Wildlife Brewing, Citizen 33. Um, there's a new brewery being built now. There's a, a brewery uh, called Teton Thai. Um, we, you know, there's four other breweries over there. So we're starting to actually see a lot of people who – who are coming to the Tetons and obviously wanted to take full advantage of the outdoors and go on whitewater rafting trips or wildlife safaris or climbing trips, hiking, all that stuff. Um, but it's really beginning to amaze me how many people will stumble into our tap room and, you know, they'll say it's their rest day and they've just done a giant <laughs> brewery perfect. crawl yeah. um, and can knock out, you know, almost eight breweries and a winery and a couple distilleries. And um, it's, we've really got ourselves a, a pretty awesome little beverage alcohol um center in jackson and um it you know we've got great relationships and we're friends with all of them we, we love going to each other's breweries and seeing what everyone's doing we all kind of have our own niche as well which is fun so we're not necessarily competing with each other i mean we are in a way but um it, it's definitely very healthy and everyone does their own thing pretty unique and each one of the brew pubs has got a slightly different thing going so you can get a pretty unique and different experience whether you end up at Roadhouse or, you know, across the street at Snake River Brewing, you can try totally different beers brewed by very different uh, people with different philosophies and, and really have yourself an awesome little beercation. I'm sold. Jackson. Yeah, sold. PGW 10, I, we'll, we'll put it on our I heard, calendar. I heard 10 different breweries within about a 60 to 80 mile radius. Yeah. And our rest days to adventure days are kind of like your cow to people ratio though yeah that's we're true. more 10 to 1 on that <laughs> but otherwise we never get any uh brewery visits in. yeah that's true <laughs> thank you for sharing your story and, and telling us about roadhouse brewing max absolutely my pleasure thanks so much for having me on uh we love talking about roadhouse and we're proud of what we're doing so we hope uh we hope your listeners and everyone can try some of our beer and see what we're all about we're glad you're here in San Diego. We'll be looking for it. Well, actually, we're ready to walk across. The, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna walk across the the street, street and go right have now, some. And have yeah. some right now. <laughs> Excited to try the beers after well, talking about them. Ah, oh, so. well, awesome. Well, I'm, I'm sure they'll uh, they'll take great care of you, and uh, I'm excited to uh, to know you guys are gonna try it. Awesome. This is Max Schaefer, head brewer at Roadhouse Brewing. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Thanks so much. So, Joe, just like we said, we ran across the parking lot. We're at Best Pizza and Brew in Vista. And Roadhouse is here, here with Shane Sprigg, Roadhouse Brewing. Shane, nice to meet you. Yeah, it's nice to see you guys here. I'm super appreciative uh, you guys come on out and uh, enjoy a walrus with me. We're having the walrus IPA. It's everything Max said it would be. It's it delicious. Is. It absolutely is. So Shane, what is Roadhouse Brewing doing in San Diego? You know, when you think about craft beer, you, you really think about San Diego. Uh, and we wanted to come out here and sort of cut our teeth and see what we could do against some of the best breweries, I think, in the world. Um, but we came out here to, to show people what we have. Um, if you can make it here, you can really make it anywhere. And what's, now we're just getting to learn the brand, we're just learning to love the beers. What's special about Roadhouse Brewing? There's a few things that are special. Uh, I can start off with why I joined the brewery, and that's, 
Honestly, some absolutely amazing beer, and I think that really goes down to with this beautiful Braucon system. It's this system from Germany. Uh, I think there's only six other brewers in the United States that even have it. Uh, you have a brewer that's so insanely innovative. Uh, he's part of the Hop Research Council as well, which allows him the opportunity not only to get into like the forefront of finding these very unique niche hops, but he gets to experiment with them before anyone else does. So a lot of the beer that we're putting out, I've never tasted. I've never tasted people that have had things like that. Um, it, it just, it's just very different than anything else I've had, and you know, it showed. That's why I, I joined them. <laughs> well, we're gonna finish up this walrus. What do we have next? Um, you know, I think we're gonna do the flow, uh, flow of the session IPA. Oh shoot! <laughs> <laughs> Cut that part out. Okay. Uh, apologies, because I'm not. That's that's the wrong thing. <laughs> Appreciate All right, so Shane, what are we having next? Uh, we're having the Flow Sunshine IPA. Very, very enjoyable. 5%, easy sipping, tropical fruity. Cheers. So we're still over here at Best Pizza and Brew in Vista, right around the corner from our studio. And now we're sitting down with Vice President of Sales and Marketing, Lori Lasardo. Welcome, Lori. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for joining us. Yeah, and welcome yeah. to San Diego. I know. I love it here. Every time I come here, I say, I totally get why people live here. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about why Roadhouse is, what are you doing here in San Diego with your team? Uh, yeah, so we decided we were going to just share some of our Wyoming love with the San Diego market and with our distributor, Carl Strauss. And so we brought the entire sales team. So there's seven of us down here. And we're basically just blitzing the market, going to see restaurants and bars and um, having them sample our beer and... Uh, it's been an amazing, successful couple of days. Oh, good. Yeah. The weather's treated you well? Yeah, we cannot complain. Everyone's very happy, and every single salesperson has already volunteered to come back again. So, <laughs> no issues there. Very nice of them, huh? Yeah, right? <laughs> and we asked Shane this, and he had his take, but I'd love to hear your take, too. What What's special about Roadhouse as we learn more about Roadhouse Brewing? You know, when we first opened up California, and we were the only non-California brand at the distributor, they were like, okay, that's gonna be our biggest challenge, is like, everybody wants local, so what differentiates your brand? How are we gonna sell your brand? And so it really got us thinking, um, because people have never really asked us that before. Um, I think there's like three or four things that differentiate us. One is that Jackson Hole is like a magical place in a magical environment, and that's really important to us, preserving that environment. Um, and preserving everything around that surrounds us. When people come to Jackson, they remember it. They either have been there or they aspire to be there. Um, so I think that's one thing. Um, second is we're a B Corp, which ties into the environment, which we really care about um, everything from, you know, using our solar panels to give back to the grid in Wyoming to recapturing our CO2 um, to um, making sure that our caustics are also recyclable so no one physically has to touch things. So like everything that we do in the brewery and everything that we do with our people is aligned with doing what's right for like kind of the world. Um, and I think the third thing that is really unique, um, which I, we other a couple other places have, is that uh, it was started by a restaurateur and a, and a brewer, um, understanding that food and beer should go together mm -hmm. and they should complement each other um, not one should overpower the other and so I I think if I know if you taste any of the beers that Max makes is that his objective is to make well-balanced beers that don't overpower your palate um, and so those are the things I would say pretty much differentiate us 
Well, we are looking forward to a trip out to Wyoming to visit you there. Oh my God, please come, please come. Well, cheers. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Good. And that's not the only thing happening in North County, because Talon and I, this afternoon, headed over to the CoLab Pub House, Public yeah. House I'd Space and Vista. Nirvana, maybe. We, we found like maybe the new Nirvana in North County. And that's going to be opening up here in just yeah. a week or two. Yeah. So we got to sit down with Joe, and not this Joe, not other me. Joe, uh, hear a little bit of that story. We can already start to see what it's going to look like, but but tell us, tell our listeners about this Space and Vista. Yeah, I mean, we're... By the looks around, you can tell we're not 100% there, but it's about 90. <laughs> we're about 90%. And uh, we've got three amazing brewers, uh, microbreweries, and a fantastic winery, uh, all award-winning uh, entities that have won awards for their, their goods, uh, as well as Baby's Badass Burgers, which is, uh, I, in my mind, it's going to be best burger in North County. So, as seen on TV. As seen on, as I saw that. Yeah, as seen on Shark Tank. Yeah, on yeah. Shark Tank. That's what it said. Yeah. Uh, and they've got a great concept. They they have a bunch of food trucks right now, but this will be their first brick uh, brick and mortar. However, the owner uh, the owners of Babies literally have significant restaurant chops. Um, they've been involved in national, very successful chains that you would know the name of. Um, and. We'll let them tell you <laughs> any of that. Information. Another story to come back and right. get yeah, yeah, but they're very they're very good at what they do. Excellent. And so we got beer and wine and food. Beer and wine and food, and the best of all of it. Yeah. So we've got Breakwater Brewing. You know, medal winning brewers there. Uh, we have Laguna Beach Beer Company, also medal winning beers, and uh, kind of a newcomer, Barrel and Stave Brewing. Uh, they currently have locally some tap houses that they operate um, up in Fullerton and Vista, Vista yeah. um, but this will be their endeavor into actually producing the beer themselves and be able to put that on you know, the taps in their tap house. Uh, but the, the brewer that they have is also an award-winning home brewer who's you know, created recipes for some of the larger breweries that you would know of. Yeah, and one of the unique things you walk in here, it's not just a tap house, it is actually a production facility as well. Indeed, yeah. So everybody, uh, and and it happens to be this way by chance, but it it also happens to be what the ABC requires if you're going to share a space. Is that everybody's a producer? So we've got wine being made here as an urban winery. Bring in the grapes, crush it, bring in juice, ferment it. What you know, a lot of different ways to do it. But um, some of the best grapes in California used to make the wines there. Uh, you've got a barrel aging program uh, for you know got those whiskey barrels with that dark beer in there that honestly is what I love um, and and a lot of just fresh brews that are coming off the the brew house for uh, a couple other breweries and so that paired with you know killer food uh, we really really think this is a, a concept that a we want as consumers <laughs> you know I want to go to a place where my wife can have a glass of wine and I can have a beer and we don't have to go anywhere else. Um, I love selection. I love to hop around to breweries in the back of industrial parks as much as anybody. But, you know, it gets old having to go from one place to another. So we kind of wanted to tie that all in together and you got to have good food because clearly food, you know, makes makes it all happen and, and keeps you here longer. And what about the kids? What are the kids going to do while the, while the mom and dad are having so much fun? <laughs> yeah, and that's that was definitely a huge focus of ours is this being a family-friendly place. Not just for beer drinkers, not just for wine drinkers, but we want you to be able to come out and just have some fun as a family. And so we've got this 
this gaming setup upstairs with the, uh, you know, some driving games, some pinball, some prize machines, uh, a, a lot of different stuff that we think will keep the kids pretty entertained and keep mom and dad being able to have a, a nice little adult conversation while their kids are having fun and spending their money. <laughs> this is, this is going to be a great space. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So what, what's the timeline right now? Or what's the, what's the goal? Well, we are uh, racing against uh, some hurdles that we're trying to clear with uh, regulations in the ABC. So they're the ones dictating when we're really finally going to be open when everybody's licenses are finalized and everything like that. But we're looking at mid-June. Uh, the earlier, the better. Right. Uh, we're excited to get open. We have all the pieces in place. Uh, we're just, you know, making sure we're we're doing it by the by the letter of the law. And a great location right here off the off the uh, the 78. So you're easy easy access. It it isn't the perfect access right. because this this center is not the easiest to yeah. find if you haven't been here before. But once you know where yeah. it is, but you'll see it as you're driving simple. by and you'll know. Hey, I can get off. Boom, turn around and you're right back here and. That's the idea. I mean, right yeah. now it's perfect timing because yeah. you're starting to see our audience slow down on yeah, the freeway. Yeah, exactly, a little bit. And they're starting to back up. <laughs> right, you're going to be stuck on the freeway right here well at Sycamore here. anyway. Yeah. And you're going to so, see wine, beer, food, yeah. and you're going to go, I got time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's genius. It is genius. That's so, brilliant. So what we found is that... So, where this all started from is, um, you know, we wanted, we would be at a brewery and we'd see a winery across the street. If you've been in Solana Beach, you know where I'm talking about. And you look across the street and if you're not the beer drinker and you're at the brewery, you're thinking, I'd just rather be over there. Right. And I can't bring my wine from there to here or vice versa. And so there's always somebody missing out. And so we kind of wanted to bring that all in, tie it, tie it all together. Um, but then what we've also realized in, in a lot of talking to different breweries, breweries were kind of a main focus when we started. So we talked to a hundred plus breweries, uh, trying to figure out what would work, what, what they're looking for. Um, you know, this is kind of a long concept in the making four years, I think, since concept origination to today. But what we found is that brewers typically don't hit all the boxes on how to be as successful as possible. And sometimes they make great beer, but the business ends could be lacking, right? And hey, like answering an email, it, it's, <laughs> it's just natural, right? When you're when you're Unless an you're, artisan you're, craftsman, yeah, yeah yes. you're, you're not, in the production part of it, you're and not you're and, about. and you're practically an artist, right? And so you know the business end of things might be where you lack, and that happens sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, and then there's also a real estate component, like where are you located? Can can people easily find you? Because that that's a driving factor. Um, and do you make great beer, right? Obviously, bad beer, you can hit the other side of the park and you're maybe mm -hmm. just do okay. Right. But uh, it's never going to be a, a, a smashing success. So we said, well, we want prime real estate. We want a lot of eyes on it. We want the best brewers that we can find and, and winemakers and food. Um, and we want it to be economical for them also. And so when you can, when you can check all those boxes... Um, and you're sharing some expenses because it's such a large space. Uh, we figured our, our motto, our goal, our striving goal as, as the developers is twice the sales for half the cost. I mean, we want, we want everybody in here to be so successful that they can do better things for their employees too. So where, you know, this is kind of a part-time uh, temporary gig for most people in the brewing right. industry. You, mm -hmm. you go pour some beer and you help with some brewing, you learn a thing or two and you kind of have to move on and figure out some other way. What we'd really like is for these to be profitable enough for the for the businesses in here uh, that they can return that back to their team members and, and really grow their team and, and provide meaningful jobs with benefits and a lot of different things that just kind of typically lacking in the industry. See, I need, 
so when I'm drinking, yeah. I need to know I'm drinking for a good cause. There you go. And, that, and now I know that is all said. That's part of it. I wouldn't have another usually. But it's for such a good cause. It's going on the door. Yeah. That's a great idea. I'll, I'll credit. We'll put we'll put it in quotes and have your name. All right. So we're we're getting the end of May here. Yep. And we're looking mid June. Yep. So in three weeks we're gonna come back and we're gonna have ourselves a busy, exciting place. Exactly. Yep. And you'll you'll be here. Yep. Grand opening. You'll be you'll be here. You'll be uh, you know featured, spotlighted. We'll we'll make sure everybody knows who you are too and uh, have some fun. I mean, ideally this is just kind of a party. You know, you come in, you have some fun, whether you want to watch football with friends or you want to bring a soccer team for the end of the year, right. you know, party, or you have a, a business meeting. I mean, the, the upstairs mezzanine here has got 200 seats. So having already um, started booking a party for 100 in July, we know that this is going to be a spot where people can utilize as a, a meeting area, too. Right. All right. Well, we'll back in three weeks. Yep. We'll see you then, Joe. Yep. Thanks for meeting Thanks for with us. us. Look forward to it. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Right on. <laughs> I am more excited about summer now yeah. than at when the podcast started. Oh, it sounds uh, amazing. I mean, I like it's I said, I can't good. wait to uh, to go check out uh, the uh, collab. Um, have some of those burgers. He's best burgers in North County. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's a, those are some could be some fighting words, but uh, that would be great. And then, uh, like I said, just some beers that we don't normally get a chance to have here. And and. Uh, uh, I like the fact too that that Stephen Barrel is going to be brewing, so it'll be it'll be interesting. Yeah, and you know what we should do right now? We should go over to uh, Best and have a, a Roadhouse beer. There you go. We're on tap right across the parking yeah. lot. So listeners, thank you for spending the hour with us. But we're heading across the parking lot. Make sure you share our podcast. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Help us continue our podcast by visiting our website, ilikebeerthepodcast.com. Sign up for buy us a coffee or visit our store. Links in the social media. We'd love to keep drinking, but right now. We gotta run. B double E double R U N beer run. B double E double R U N beer run. All we need is a ten and a five or a car and a key and a sober driver. B double E double R U N beer run.